Cannabis Grow Show, live from Nova Scotia, Canada. Your number one stop for all things cannabis. My name is Ray. And I am Pache. Well, how I grow a scoop house. 1,100 grams. Is it on the way? This is Plant Therapy Live. Paging Mr. Pache. Paging Mr. Pache. Good evening. Guess what, my friend? What's going on? We hit 3,000 downloads. Nice. Nice. Wow. What do you think of that now? Well, all right. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, so thank you to everybody in the Cannabis Army for that milestone. We couldn't have done it without y'all, literally. So onward and upward. How you feeling about that, Pache? I'm loving it. You know, it, uh, you know? it never ceases to amaze me. Um, yeah, so I, I'm just happy people enjoy the content. We're going to keep growing yeah. and we're going to keep smoking and uh, lighten it up. You know, and we added Russia and India to the map as well as some other places. Uh, so very interesting moving forward. It seems like there's interest everywhere uh, in, in the world. So well, it's one of those plants. I mean, all around the world, people want to uh, alter their mind or alter their mood or feel better. Um, sometimes they want to enhance what they're doing. Um, yeah. So it's, it's everywhere. It's not going anywhere and uh, everybody enjoys it. Absolutely. And just a reminder, if you are in North America, head over to Facebook. Well, anybody can head over to Facebook and like our page, but we're giving away the Diablo uh, nutrients little bit uh, of nutrients here in a package, um, but you do have to be in North America to win. So we still have that going on. Pache, why don't you tell everybody how they can find us? Absolutely. Why don't you go over to planttherapy.live and check us out there and click on the Facebook icon and that will bring you right to our Facebook page. And we've got some new photos up. Uh, so check them out. Pop on over. Yeah. And beautiful looking nugs there if you don't mind me saying uh, on the front page so um awesome keep up the great work but how, how are you doing anyway pache i feel like i never get a chance to talk to you anymore what's up oh things are going good man um you know i'm staying pretty close to home um you know i've got you know now that it's gardening season you know all that sort of activity is ramping up um, you know, I'm, I sort of coast through the gardening channels on Facebook and everybody's getting their soil ready and their seedlings going. And, um, so we're preparing for, you know, um, the plants and that around the house and the flowers and the vegetables. And so it's been, uh, it's been busy overall. So things are going good. Um, you know, we're getting very close to spring. We're getting very close to the uh, to the time change so we're going to have a lot more uh, time a lot more sunlight it's going to feel better um so uh, yeah i'm i'm trying to stay positive and look forward to uh, to the good things that i know that are right around right on the horizon oh absolutely and the change in the seasons is coming i can't wait oh that's a big one. that's my favorite time of year so i can't wait but uh awesome anything else going on uh let's see that's not uh, grow related. Well, no, anything grow related. Uh, let's see. I am so I've picked up a few extra um, products from the Diablo line. Um, so as you know, I 
I'm new to the game and I've only used Diablo products so far. You know, they're base products, of course, like they're MicroGrow and Bloom. Um, but I'm really, I, I've been so impressed with the results that I'm, I'm continually, uh, adding tools to my tool belt. And, uh, and so now that I've sort of, uh, I'm, I'm onto that PGR, um, stuff that we talked about in our last episode, the, the push. Now, I know that the push, they say that it really got the maximum um, sort of bang for your buck, uh, the maximum results when used in conjunction with the stunt and the frost. So I ended up picking up some stunt and frost. So we will see how that goes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the results and I can't wait to, um, you know, figure out if the quality is there, right, once you're finished compared to the other grows. So it'll be very interesting. Absolutely. Because, you know, these products, these PGR products are definitely not cheap. And and so I'm really anxious to see, you know, the proof is in the pudding, they say. And um, so I, I'm anxious to see the results. Absolutely. But, it, 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 you know, I've been thinking about this earlier, actually, and it really opens things up because... You know, there's other strains out there that I really might want to have tried, um, but I, I I sort of want that you know kick in the face too. Um, when when I smoke, I I want to feel like I'm high, uh, not just you know have that beautiful flavor or or you know experience. Um, yeah, so if this does what it says it's going to do, it's going to increase the CBD and THC um, percentages. Uh, I, I really think that's a game changer. I mean, you know, in, in yep. you're you're I'm buying a strain that's supposed to have ten percent and ten percent, and now all of a sudden I'm able to bump it up to fifteen and fifteen or twenty and twenty. Like that's it and and still pull out all those flavors and characteristics that um that you're expecting uh boy I, that really opens up a lot of doors to a lot of experimenting <laughs> awesome dude there was something else i wanted uh, you to bring up as well you were talking about it just as we were getting together the article oh. that you Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, so uh, I was looking, and I one of the the pages on Facebook that I I really enjoy, and uh, you know, this isn't a um, a sponsorship or anything like that or an ad, but I love, I fucking love science, and uh, and I do, and so they were, um, talking about like drug testing and how long substances stay in your system. And, you know, I remember I worked in an industry where that was important and they would drug test. And it, it was always a concern, especially if you're smoking it as often as I am. Um, and, and and so I always thought, you know, 30 days, I'm good to go. And it turns out it might not always be the case. So that really sort of caught my attention. So I thought, you know what, let's let's talk, a, talk about it a little bit on the show and kick it around. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting because it, 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 it's a difficult one to beat because THC is stored in your in your uh, fat, right? It binds to your fat. That explains a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it sticks around for a while. Papache, I can beat these tests. I've personally coached two people. So are you doing like, because I, I, you know, I used to work out West and, and there was always... 
you know, the bro science, you know, drinking pickle juice. Um, what, what's, what, what's your go-to? <laughs> well, it's, it, is it it's, drinking it's, pickle it's, juice? It's very interesting. Cause the very first time, uh, you know, I coached somebody through it. It was just, you know, we had read some things online and, um, it kind of made sense. Right. Um, but just hear me out. You know, the first piss of the day that you take, sorry to be so forward, but that's how I roll. Um, but you know what I'm talking about, Pache, the I stinky do. one, mm-hmm. right? You know, the yellow one. Uh, and actually that brings me to a topic for an oak door grower tip. Um, save that first piss of the morning in some two liter pop bottles um, for your plants outdoors, right? Uh, not to feed them to the plants, but to actually keep uh, things away, keep animals yeah, away. Keep a perimeter, um, ah. but you do have to kind of replenish it after after it rains quite a bit. But that'll keep wildlife away. So just while we're on the topic, but that urine contains uh, all of the waste from your bladder, right? That's what kind of makes it very yellow. Um, and here's the thing: so the first person that I coached through it um, did it with uh, cranberry juice, and at the time we thought cranberry juice had might have been the key because the 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 post that we had read online. indicated that the person did it with cranberry juice. So what this person did is they just basically six hours, five hours before, um, before their drug test, they started just lightly drinking, you know, glass after glass, the same way you would kind of like maybe with beer, right? You know, you have one beer after another. And then after, after a few times you urinate, it's very, very, um, you know, clear, same kind of concept. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other key was, is to not capture it. Um, you know, the very first part of the urine that comes out was to kind of get it midstream. So there's a couple of kind of factors there, but if you, if you can get your, your urine to a clear state, okay. Prior to going in there that you've already gotten rid of a lot of the stuff that's kind of detectable in that current batch of urine. And then the next time you go in to actually do the urination for the test, get get your sample midstream. Don't get the first amount that comes out. And if you do that, you're going to pass the test. Um, and we validated this the second time with somebody that that drank water only. Okay, so it was okay. just water only the second time. So I, you know, it appears that there's really no. It's just a matter of bladder dilution. So the other thing is, is you want to give yourself a lot of time if you're going to do this, because you can't drink things super fast if you don't, you know, say you're rushing and you only have two hours, right? Mm. You, you can put yourself in jeopardy of drinking so much that you could do damage to your bladder. So you have to really keep that in mind. That's why you want to give yourself a lot of time. So if, you're, if your appointment is at 8 a.m., you want to make sure you're up at 2 a.m. doing this right prior to your, to your meeting. And uh, you will pass, so... Just uh, some tips out there. It, it's it's a shame to think, Pache, that we still live in a world where this is a thing. Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm still just amazed, to be honest with you, that we have witnessed a time where in in Canada, at least, it's it's legal and it's it's acceptable. It's fine. Um, like anything, you have to be responsible with it, of course, but. You know, it's uh, now, of course, I do still feel that there's a stigma, you know, but we're on we're on the right path. We're we're getting there. We're taking the right steps. We're moving forward. And I never thought we would see, you know, going to the liquor store and picking up joints like that just blows me away. True. True story. 
So, but you know, it's progress, right? Yeah. In- interesting topic. Um, what's going on with your grow, Pache? What uh, What have you been up to? I'm very curious to hear. Okay, so my grow. We are now six weeks into my latest grow, grow number four. And I am growing the Bruce Banner strain. Oh, yeah. And it is starting to smell, Ray. So when I head to, Already, uh, eh? yeah, when I head to the garage, I can, uh, I can smell it now. It's, it's getting there, but it's all right now. So it's all about low stress training. That's what my whole life is all about. Low stress training, low stress training. So I've, I've topped already. I, I did that in week number four and I've, I'm now into, uh, so in my, so I'm going to just bring it over here onto the screen. Right now, I'm just sharing my Excel spreadsheet. And so I'm in the top, the uh, transplant zone. So the past week, I've been in the transplant zone, and I will be in the transplant zone for the next week. So this is when I'm looking to move from the one gallon into the five gallon pot. So this is where I'm at. And, uh, you know, I've topped and I'm just low stress training. I'm developing that base, that manifolding uh, technique. And so I'm really just spreading the branches up. Uh, you know, there's one stem going straight up and now my plant is in the shape of a Y. And I'm just keeping it, those arms and, and branches spread, spread wide, wide, wide. Because that's going to be the base and the foundation of holding up the entire canopy. So how long do you expect veg to be this time around? I, things are going okay. You know, the, I, I started out running into some pH issues with the soil. I'm uh, using uh, happy frog, but I, I still think it's going to be a long veg. I think it's going to be probably a 12 or 13 week veg at least, um, possibly even 14 or 15. I, I really hope I, in my chart, I've got to chart it out to 15 weeks, but Oh, I would be so, I'd be very happy if I could fill up the tent in less than, because it's really all about filling up the tent. If I can fill mm-hmm. up the tent in less than that time, great. Um, but that's the beauty of working with uh, photos, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So what about you? Uh, what's going on with your grow? Oh my, you know, lots of things happening, um, to be totally honest with you. Um, you know, personally, um, so I have a new strain. I don't know if I talked too much about it, but I, I have a new strain that a friend of mine kind of gave me some cuttings of um, R2-D2. And I'm just trying to find the sweet spot. It seems a little finicky compared to the two mint chocolate chip that mm. I currently have. Um, it's actually delaying me going into flowering here for a little bit of time. Finicky um, in what way? Like? Well, the pH finicky, actually. So with the mint chocolate chip, you know, that, that's, that's basically, you know, on point with uh, anywhere between 5.96, 6.1. Totally happy with that. Um, that doesn't seem to be the case for, um, for the R2-D2. So uh, I'm just working through that. So I started with 6 and kind of uh, dropped to 5.9, kind of 5.8. Um went back to 6.1 now i'm at 6.3 so we'll just kind of have a look see from there and and monitoring uh, as we go forward so but either way it's delaying me once i figure it out that'll be fine but um it's causing you know what 
one would think would be like a nutrient deficiency. That's kind of how it's showing itself. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we know better here um, that, you know, this is definitely not a nitrogen uh, deficiency. So it definitely, I'm definitely thinking it's, it it has to do with pH, but more to come uh, as I get the information um, moving forward. But commercially, you know, Pache, we, um, we just had a, you know, a major loss, major loss. Oh, no, no, no. What happened? But, but. Paid the loss to our soul. Yeah. <laughs> Figured I'd throw. Little Stan Rogers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the Rocky Shore. <laughs> no. From the Mary Ellen Carter. Oh, you will rise again? So we will rise again. But yeah, no, we, we had to. So basically, you know, hermaphrodite. Um, it, it, we had a snowstorm. Right, caused a power outage for um, four days. Basically, oh, caused yes. a lot of a lot of stress, um, and you know, caused some powdery mildew to begin and to oh, and no. to kind of start setting in. And we're in a situation where you know there's rules and regulations, of course, that govern um, you know cannabis that's mm. being produced on a commercial scale. So it's a no go from from that point forward because it would never. It, it's, there's no quality at that moment right? right so yeah but we just Government do what regulations we do, right? say that right you know you, you can't yep. put things out that will make people right sick. and that's totally understandable right and the goal is is to be able to pull this off you know without uh having those types of issues so we, we just we live and we learn we you know uh figure out where we're at and what we need to do to adjust as we move forward and that's what we do um, so no harm no foul but uh i did want to kind of bring that up right because we're human Absolutely. You know, we're human. Things don't always go according to plan. Sometimes b- backup plans are needed and, they, and you know, sometimes it's better to have a backup plan and not need it than need a backup plan and not have it. Absolutely. So sometimes th- that's the case. But um, there's some other things I wanted to kind of bring up there, too, because um, we did have lots of issues that we kind of talked about there. But uh, remember, Pache, we brought up in a previous episode about Aglex. Yeah. And their shitty lights. Yeah. Right. So, and I said I was going to update uh, everybody once once we kind of went to war with them, and you know we prepared our case. We told a little bit of a story. We gave them the uh, information that they were looking for, and although we don't know exactly what resolution is going to be uh, in place, they're definitely going to work with us. So That's good, good indications coming from Aglex as a company there. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. If anything changes, and once we get an update, I'll update everybody um, moving forward. So uh, I did just want to, uh, you know, bring an update to the forefront on that one and speak uh, on behalf of the customer care. Um, So just uh, that's important. A lot of people, you know, they don't get to hear that side of things when the customer care goes well. So that's that's good. 100 percent. And Pache, guess what? What's that? It's It's time. For question of the week. First we medicate, then we educate. Snuck that up on you. <laughs> hey, snuck that up on you. A little question of the week. I love it. So what do you think? Light stress or not? So the question that has been sort of been posing on people's minds is that V for victory. When your plant is sort of stretching upright. Is it stressed out? Is it something that you want to avoid? Is it something that you want to shoot for as a as a goal? Um, 
Ray, what what do you think? What are your thoughts on the uh, the V for Victory stance uh, when when your plant sort of is nice and tight, or depending on how you look at it, is really tight and, and stretching like that? Well, I love the fact that you're calling it V for Victory because that that seems to be older terminology used to describe it, right? You're calling me old. Um, well, we know you're old. Um, but the, the newer generation of growers seem, seem to want to call it praying, right? As if like, I don't know, the hand, your hands are in the air praying, but it's, yeah. When, when welcoming the light. Yeah. So, uh, I did want to bring this up on one of our bro science episodes, Pache, because this did come up, but you know, the more I seen the back and forth and because it was a hot topic. Uh, I really just felt like it was better to have a full conversation on this topic, right? Um, and the right bro away, sciences were also, those episodes were pretty full. Like, there was a, there yeah. was a lot to them. Right, and this one was the, prob- was the crown jewel of the whole project, though, right? This is the one that surfaced with a lot of different people still currently discussing this one as a hot topic. So, um, But right away when I heard that people considered this like as a sign of stress, I knew there was some sort of misconception there, like more kind of more to the story. Um, so tonight, honestly, it's a great opportunity to break it down for our listeners and give the bigger picture like we always try to do. Right. So let's kind of get into that and see. Um, the first thing I do want to say is, um, you know, all plants do like all different genetics and lineage. Right. And the strains they they all respond differently to certain environmentals, right? I just wanted to kind of remind everybody, everybody listening. So what applies to one strain doesn't necessarily apply to an, an, another. Um, so just realize that first, right? Because sometimes you'll have one plant respond one way and another plant will respond, respond a completely different way. Um, so just keep that in mind. But secondly, um, praying on, or, or V for victory on outdoor cannabis, you know, I've always treated that as an amazing sign and the indicators were always good when I've seen it. Um, it really, really, I got the feeling like we were completely dialed in and the plants were completely healthy. Um, I noticed it more in the morning, uh, specifically when, when me and B were out doing the, uh, the, um, you know, morning check-ins on our outdoor grows and and whatnot, and it was a beautiful, beautiful sight. What so were you it's gonna almost say, like uh, it's almost like the plants are getting a little morning glory. Yeah, absolutely. And so you you have to have a little respect for cannabis in its natural state outdoors, right? If it, if the cannabis plant in its natural state outdoors starts to, you know, put stand its, up straight its, and do that V for victory stance, right? Exactly then you have to have respect for that and the fact that it's welcomingly doing it to itself to capture more light. So it's almost right. like when I picture it, because when I picture time-lapse videos of, of plants, you know, just going through the through an hour or through their day, you can see the plants moving and, and almost breathing like lungs you know, up and down and in and out. And, and sometimes they, they, they really want to stretch and, and they will move their leaves. And it's almost like solar panels tracking the sun. You know, it, uh, it follows and it goes to where it, it needs to be, or maybe the leaves turn away because there's too much, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. how I sort of pictured, pictured anyway. 
So, and then I got to thinking about what could potentially, you know, cause people to think that it's a bad thing, right? And, and I think if you just try to look at it from a different perspective uh, with regards to an indoor grow, mm-hmm. um, I think where the confusion starts is, is that, you know, if your families are large and they do pray, like they, they could be, you know, they could rise up several inches. And I'm thinking maybe in those situations for those, uh, you know, growers, maybe, you know, the, 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 the plant is putting the leaves into, you know, close, maybe too close to the light where it's too warm in that micro environment, right? Which is causing stress on the leaf. Sure. Potentially, which then makes it look like it potentially. Mm-hmm. I'm speculating, right? Because I can only apply my own experience versus, versus this, but. Uh, it's definitely a uh, a topic of conversation. One one thing I do know from personal experience is is that light bleaching can occur if your if your your fan leaves get too close to the light, um, you know. But it's uh, definitely something that um, you had it happen to you, Pache. You said, yeah. So I was in my third grow. I was noticing because they got so big, and if you go to planttherapylive.live, you'll see the the picture that's on there. Um, you know, I had that light up as high as it could possibly go, um, and I was doing everything I can to just sort of give myself a little bit of distance, even to the point where I would move, I would shift the light, um, you know, closer to one side of the tent for a number of days just to move the center because the center, you know, is, is sort of the hottest and the most intense, uh, the most intense when it comes to the light. Um, so I would try to move that center around a little bit and just trying to give, you know, the old center a little bit of a break. So case in point, okay. People that have light stress on their plants don't grow over two pounds in a, you know, uh, four plants. Okay. That's just a fact. Yeah. So, so, so the whole theory of it, you know, at this point, based on our experiences is is completely negated because you're not going to grow that much weight off a plant that's, you know, highly stressed due to too much light. So, you know, I think we got what we need to put that one to rest. Uh, The one thing I do wanted to point out, though, that like there are other strains, right? And this is why we talked about lineage and strains in the beginning. Um, the, you know, amnesia specifically is, is a type of strain that is like, they consider it like light resistant, right? Like these things can grow like six inches away from, from a light. As long as the environment's okay in that area, they can grow like six inches and show no light bleaching whatsoever. They're, you know, anything that comes from, you have to remember everything initiates from, you know, the original land race strains and the closer those land race strains are to the equator signifies which traits are dominant in those land race strains due to the amount of light intensity that it can absorb. Uh, if that makes sense, one, another strain that wouldn't be able to, um, you know, maybe deal with the same amount of light intensity would be like a low rider. One of those auto flowering ones that were bred for like, um, out in the Northern climates, Pache. Okay. Ever see them? Mm, no, I can't say as I have. Right. I think if you uh, took one of those and, or a few of those and put them in your grow tent, you'd probably have lots of problems no matter what, um, you know, distance and light intensity your light was set at. Uh, you know, that's really good to know because I do take time to sort of research, you know, what I'm going to be putting into my tent. 
and mm-hmm. the characteristics that it's going to have. And I want to stay away from, you know, tall, um, tall strains, you know, obviously I like short, bushy, short and bushy. That's, that's me. Short and bushy. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, no, it's a great topic. Right. And, uh, it just, there was so much movement. Uh, I just figured it was definitely something to talk about. Um, I'm sure there's definitely misconceptions there with the way people see us in, in, in different lights. So, um, Hey, if, uh, we'll keep an eye on this one as we, as we go, as, as I'm surfing the, um, you know, all the grow sites on Facebook and whatnot, it's always a topic of conversation from different random people as they pop up. So, yeah, I, I mean, awesome. I've always sort of, Every time I see my plants doing that V for victory dance or stance, I I get excited. I'm like, yeah, girls, you go, go, mm-hmm. you reach up, you reach for the stars. Love it, awesome. All right, well, geez, Pachi, what what else do you got for this week? Because that's pretty much what I got. Well, I I think that's about it for me. You know, I'm uh, going to continue on with my low stress training, and next week I I will hopefully be talking about a transplant that I have recently done, and um, yeah, so they'll be in their final homes. I hope by the time we talk next, and uh, they'll be in their five gallon pots, and then it's off to the races. Then uh, we'll let them keep growing, fill up the net. Then it's the trellis time. And then after the trellis time, we get into flower flipping. Oh, and best time of all. Exciting, exciting times. And, uh, you know, I, I feel we're just going to just slide right into spring, and which is also my favorite time of year. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the, uh, to the next one. Awesome. We'll get together next week. And, and uh, until then, we'll talk to you, Pache. All right, buddy. You have yourself a good week. And everybody out there, you t- stay safe. You take care of each other. And uh, we'll be talking to you guys next week. My name is Ray. And I am Pache. Head on over to Facebook and search Plant Therapy Live and go ahead and smash that like button. To all the beginner growers out there, be sure to go back and listen to season one because there's lots of good stuff there. Just go to planttherapy.live. Take care, everybody. Have a good week. This is Plant Therapy Live. Over and over.